Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about Private Practice Season 4, Episode 21, God Bless the Child, written by Jennifer Cecil and Barbie Kligman and directed by Jeannot Swarak. It aired on May 12, 2011. Enjoy! Today, we have another very special guest host on the pod. They get even more excited about fictional characters than I do, have exquisite taste in media. Please welcome our Amelia scholar, Margo. Hi, I'm back. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Of course. Yeah, I was like, this is the episode for the Amelia scholar with some psych knowledge sure yeah i didn't really prepare anything along that line but that's we fine can, but they like, didn't... we'll see what comes out of my brain today i feel like I, that's I usually that. what happens with us so yeah. just something just comes out and then we talk about it so yeah i think this is number four for the season for me is that correct because i did two right? last time uh-huh. and then i did i, I did the first five. one of this no i don't think i've done five i think this is four it might be four that does not matter but originally I had everybody on for three but then I had to move some things around you know yeah I mean that double feature was fun and it was great yeah we had some really great feedback on it as well oh thank you yeah Uh, you're gonna make me blush don't the people love you take your bath oh I'm so glad because I find my voice incredibly annoying to listen to. So the fact that people like voluntarily listen to me speak for well over an hour is actually incredibly flattering. And I might not need to know that because it might just inflate the ego, you know, <laughs> keep that hidden. I think, I think everybody thinks that about their own voice, though. Honestly, It's terrible to listen to. I feel it's grating. I feel I sound incredibly Midwestern and <laughs> I've heard. Worse. I mean, makes sense. But y- yeah. It would be kind of surprising if you didn't sound Miss Western, it, Miss Western, Midwestern, wow. it would be surprising. Yeah. So what are you reading and or watching right now? I know we had some talk about succession and the DMs, but yes. what's going well, on Well, that, that starts on Sunday uh, as of when we're recording this. So that will be back soon because the world premiere was just yesterday. So I've been freaking out about that. Um, a lot of things are coming back because I'm literally going over to my friend's place to watch Ted Lasso again tonight because season three of Ted Lasso is happening. But in terms of what I've watched, because last time I think I had just finished The Americans. Yes. If I remember. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, that was like right at the end of December. I then immediately started watching The Leftovers finally because like I'm so late. To, like I was so late to watching The Leftovers just like I was watching The Americans. Um, so I watched The Leftovers featuring our very own Violet Turner, Miss Amy Brenneman, and she slays so incredibly hard in The Leftovers. Like, she's so, I mean, she plays another character that not everybody's going to understand, and <laughs> she's very controversial as a character, but she has, a like, a character-centric episode in the final season that is, like, one of my favorites of the series. It's so good. Yeah. Like, She's phenomenal. I loved The Leftovers. I'm currently binging um, a show called Halt and Catch Fire. It's on AMC, starring people like Lee Pace, Carrie Bichet, uh, Mackenzie Davis. Like the cast is incredible, and we love we love Lee Pace in this house. Like, of course, he's an icon, and it's a great show. It's like set in the '80s, and there's like various competitors to build like the most cost efficient or like the best like personal computers. 
Um, so it's like techy. It's like a period piece. The acting is phenomenal, and like it's just so good that I'm like I have a hard time putting it down when like I'm done watching for the night. So it's really good, and there's just so many things coming back or starting like new thing. Like Yellow Jacket starts up again. Like there's there's a lot of television right now, and I'm feeling very blessed very blessed because I was in a cinema era for a moment like pre-Oscars making Mm -hmm. sure that like I watched everything but then now it's just I'm back in my TV era where you belong honestly it's great it feels good to be back like it feels like home like when I was watching ER for four months straight (laughs) same except wait I feel like I did in less than four months I was watching like nine hours a day at one point there, yeah, I honestly could have done it faster, but I took some pretty like long stretches of breaks, like when I was working a lot more. So there was that, but <laughs> uh, four months of ER, you know, that was a really television era for me. Yeah. Do you have anything to promote? No, I don't think so at the okay. moment. But I mean, be aware of local elections. Just always be aware of local elections because there's a lot of different state Supreme Courts and different mayoral things and people are like oh those don't really matter they do they do Just yeah pay attention make your voice heard etc the world is once again still scary so. still on fire for our u.s listeners every week in the show notes i have our link to register to vote So take advantage of that. If you're newly 18, if you've just moved, you want to always make sure that's updated and on file. Yes. Shout out. And we're still not finding you anywhere online because you don't want to be perceived. Nope. (laughs) Okay. Those that need to contact me will. Exactly. If you know, you know. Our patient breakdown for this week, the penultimate episode of season four. We have first notes and miscellaneous per usual. Patty is pregnant. Betsy Parker has a brain contusion, a facial laceration, seizure, and is in a coma. We have Marshall Rakoff, who is it Rakoff or Rakoff? I don't even know. Cool. Who I just said rage because they talked about how they're not going to diagnose him. So we're not going to diagnose him, but we're not going to talk about him separately. He's just going to go in with Betsy. And then we have a little bit of Amelia we're going to talk about. Since we have our scholar present, it would be a shame not to. I feel like that's, like, the only thing I'm actually qualified to talk about. Like, I feel like I should have a degree in that. In Amelia? Yeah. Isn't there – what is it, Gallatin School at NYU that you can, like, make your own – You can create your own major. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen TikToks about it and seen, like, the comment section on them. Like, I'll scroll through it for a while, people talking about, like, what they majored in there. And it is fascinating. Truly fascinating. Yeah. So mine's in Amelia Shepard Studies. Oh, Dr. Amelia Shepard Studies. Then I I have a PhD. Like, that's what you guys actually don't know about me. (laughs) Best years of my life. Oh, I love that so much for you. Also, dear patrons, the bloopers are coming. I have had an absolutely bonkers winter. So those will be coming as winter bloopers, hopefully before this episode comes out. Although, honestly, no promises there because it's going to be a long one. My first note for this beautiful, beautiful episode here is Addison wearing a full... Why are you laughing like that? I just... Was that sarcasm? 
I like don't even know because I don't know if we can call it a beautiful episode because it was so dramatic. Because you were saying that beautiful, beautiful episode, and I was kind of side eyeing you a little bit because I was like, um, I'm not all right. I like, um, but so what do we call it? Emotional episode. I would say, yeah, yeah, because it's. it's- it's like there's a, a lot of emotions happening. Yeah, penultimate is like mostly what I would say here. Yeah, it certainly feels like the ending of a season is approaching. Yeah, at this point, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Things are kind of coming to a head in some ways, and that's yeah. a good pre-summary of that. Yeah. So my first note is Addison wearing a full face of makeup to bed simply does not track. Like, Girlie has a full skincare routine, and we all know it. I don't know what they're trying to prove here. Like, is she taking a break before going to bed? Like, is this the morning? I think we're meant to think it's the morning. Perhaps she has oh my God, I'm laughing. gotten out of bed, done her entire skincare routine, and is taking a breather before getting dressed. I don't know. What's your, what's your feeling on this? That was an incredible dissertation. Um, loved that. I That was not my first note, but I did clock it because I was like, she's in a full pajama set and everything and like looking wistfully at the moon and you're telling me that like her face is still done up. It's a little bit question. I can't even think about sleeping if like I have makeup on still. Like oh. even if I'm coming home like after going out with friends or anything, like it's coming off. You cannot have mascara on and close your eyes. I'm sorry. Like, that's not – no, it feels disgusting. So Especially, I'm in agreement with you. Yeah, if you're a side sleeper or a stomach sleeper, I just oh, crust I'm a side sleeper. to your eyes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I believe can't. she has a full jam jam set. Like, that jam jam set up there, I concur. She definitely has, like, the top quality skincare. Yeah. She's got like I mean she definitely has a good derm, so Yeah. <laughs> she definitely gets the good stuff. Like Yeah. She's in California. She's gonna have a really good dermatologist. Cries in normal health insurance. <laughs> you are an average person. You're not an Addison <laughs> Forbes Montgomery. I feel like you just stabbed me in the heart. <laughs> I mean Nobody is Addison Forrest Montgomery, let's be real. Are are you saying that she's not real? Nobody is her except herself. Okay, okay, that's better. That's better. I is what I meant. trying but... to tell me that she was a fictional character, in which case I would be like, Ugh. No, I'm not telling you that Santa's not real. Like, I'm not telling you that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> My other last first note is I just want Fife to be happy. I I don't love him professionally, but like personally, this guy deserves the world. He's kind of just a weird little guy, and I'm oddly protective of him. So yeah, right. Feel that. Yeah. Any first notes before we move on to Patty? My first one that I wrote is why am I always stuck with the montages? <laughs> you um, are. I was thinking that. I feel like I've had mo- well because I had the first episode of the season when they did that whatever that was, um, and I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, we had Allison on as well. Allison was stuck with quite the montage to open up. And she was like, what kind of show is this that I agreed to co-host? Oh, yeah, I remember that now. I was like, which one was that? I had to think through my brain catalog, but I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then my next note is everyone is getting some and Addison are distinctly not. Oh, the drama. They try to make you think that he is. Yeah, and I was like, I can see right through it. <laughs> exactly. I, You're not fooling me. The cut to Addie just makes me laugh so hard. She's just dramatically like, 
she's like a singing, deep sigh kind of moment. Yeah, she's singing the mid second act, like leading lady ballad right there. She's having yeah, she's having her nine o'clock number. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the lighting designer is doing it That's all. Exactly what's happening for her. They had one job for the episode and they got it done. Yes, and I appreciate it. Need but. need say no more on that. Add a Sam drama. I mean, I'm kind of done with it always, but that's just whatever, you know. At least we only got touches of it. Yeah. Just anytime it's just them, I'm like kind of rolling my eyes a little bit, but <laughs> that's all right. Probably an unpopular opinion. I don't care. Um, I feel like it's not, you know. especially going in depth like this. And Yeah, because I feel like people in a format like this really break things down and then they're like, oh, wait, maybe I don't like that. On to Patty. When Addie, Patty and Addie, wow, I've never put that together. But she never calls her Addie. So Patty and Dr. Montgomery. When she says, you don't have to justify your decision to me. We love you, Addison. We love you. That was my first note for this section as well. I literally, I quoted it and I was like, I know that's right. Thank you, Addison, for having some damn sense. Yeah. Yeah, and and then we get a little bit into the method of this medical procedure and made me queasy, just the the seaweed sticks of it all, things that I didn't know yeah. and didn't need to know. But mostly I was just really angry at the doctor who botched the first procedure and made me wonder, as Carrie Bradshaw would and has said, I couldn't help but wonder, was this intentionally botched or we'll never know mistaken like didn't pick up a couple of cells unclear unclear yeah but the fact that Addison so easily could have looked up this doctor and figured out that it was not done correct like that this person was a fraud is what was you know concerning to me what's your first patty note mine was the you don't have to justify your decision to me thing look um, at this great minds think alike yeah because then my next section is me kind of tearing apart naomi and i don't I'm, know if we're getting into that yet yeah no so. no no. that was my next note as well um okay. i i really only have one because i figured i'd that, have more to say yeah and <laughs> i've just kind of talked this to death but like, I get where Naomi is coming from. I, too, believe that everything happens for a reason. But this is not one of those things. This is simply malpractice. This is simply malpractice. And the, yeah. The lack of ability to look at it from an objective standpoint, like, or even legitimately uh, scientifically standpoint, you are a doctor. So I'm like, it just kind of scratching my head just a tiny bit. I get where Naomi is coming from in this. But I really just want her to stay very far out of it. Yeah. Like, especially when she has Olivia with her. I have a note about this because I said it's so unbelievably calculated and vile. Like, it made me sick to my stomach because I was like, this isn't a oops, couldn't get childcare last minute kind of thing. You know the circumstances. You know what you're doing. And that was a choice. You you mean to tell me Sam couldn't take her for a couple minutes? Mm -hmm. Like, you mean to tell me somebody couldn't hold on to her for a couple minutes? No, that was your choice to have her with you to make that point. And to to weaponize a baby. Maya's situation. Oh, yeah. No, no. Is so weird. 
because they're both incredibly different situations but also like bro what I'm sitting here literally like dumbfounded I forgot I didn't forget this plot line but I forgot just kind of how incredibly insidious this behavior is like it's so and I feel like I was the opposite because I know that Naomi is like so so pro-life anti-choice whatever you want to call it Uh, and I forgot that she used Olivia as a prop I forgot and she's literally spewing her thoughts and her beliefs to Patty like she's a commercial yeah on on the 700 club like we don't nobody needs I I get that they want to show both sides because this is such a sensitive issue but we're not it's network television they can't like yeah 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 and I this is a person and like in so much so many of these situations it is a person that we are talking about and not humanity as a whole yeah yeah that's pretty much all that I have about Naomi just because I simply I couldn't I just couldn't write any more down about it but please take it away yeah I it was when they were in the the little break room moment and when she said, uh, maybe the choice has already been made, I literally was like, um, what, what did you say? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, um, I, ooh, I don't even, I can't even formulate words about how I feel about that yeah. and her saying that. But then obviously, like, I think we both clocked the moment in like the, like back and forth between uh Naomi and Addison when they're like talking about whose decision it is and then Sheldon Uh types in with the I thought the decision was Patty's I was like yeah yeah like despite the fact that I don't agree with Naomi Addison shouldn't have really said that like as a response because that's just not correct I ideologically I'm siding more with Addison and obviously not with Naomi because I feel like I've made that clear about yes. how much I disagree with her. <laughs> I think we both have. Yeah. Um, and I will continue to do that. But that was not the right thing for Addison to say because it's just, it simply is incorrect. But Sheldon kind of came in with a little, his little truth bomb moment. And I was like, yeah, let's yeah. go, Sheldon. And normally I think both of us would be like, wow, a man inserting himself into this situation having to do with uteruses and... and But that doesn't even matter because he's correct. Exactly. He's looking at it objectively. He's like, it's not about either of you. It lists literally the only reason that it involves either of you is because of the medicine side of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only reason it would involve either of you. But it's just like putting the perspective, like, it's not your choice to make. Yeah. It's hers. Like... Yep. Because that was the most, like, objective stance. And I was like, yeah, thank you for some sense. I agree. I very much agree. I had a hard time picking an MVP this episode because I feel like no one is completely correct. I don't, yeah. And we'll get to that, but that I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Anything more about Naomi? No, because if I... I know. I feel like you're you're going to get some messages from some people if I completely tear it. I love Audra McDonald. Yeah, of course. Do not think I don't love Audra McDonald, but I Naomi really pushes my buttons, and I start to get a little heated discussing her. So, but I won't any longer because there's always more time for that. (laughs) She's always going to do something that's going to make me angry. 
it's really hard for me to watch this episode and this storyline right now because of the state of this country and the legislation that's happening. But also there's a two-parter coming up next week in Grays, and it looks like something really awful is going to happen at a reproductive clinic. And we could be wrong. But it could and, be clickbait, which yeah, strange clickbait, but yeah, we are recording this before the episode airs, the first part of that episode, and I'm really just here to say that if they harm Addison Forbes Montgomery, they're done for. I they will pay. We know how I feel about Grey's Anatomy. Like we, like I literally have a podcast about the spinoff. That's how hard I go for this universe. But if they harm Addison Forbes Montgomery or Miranda Bailey, I might have to stop watching. I'm already always cursing out Christopher Renoff, so, you know, join the club. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if I will be able to watch anymore. On to Betsy Parker and a little bit of Marshall. When Betsy says everybody dies here, I died a little bit inside. I remembered that she said that. But it's still – uh hurt my heart gave me the chills a little bit yeah in like a bad way I was like, oh yeah oh, no yeah because I literally my first note is this storyline always makes me sad and a little sad emoticon because it's so sad mm-hmm. like no yeah I have a note at the end of my Betsy section that I'm just going to bring in now if I were Betsy I wouldn't believe that my life was going to be good that's something that Cooper says or is it Violet says it's like you have so oh, it was Violet you have so many good things to look forward to so much good is coming to you like no matter how strong a human being is this much bad stuff happening doesn't make you think that good things are happening going to come yeah like, and no, like yes she's young and you need to be reassuring to someone young so that you don't you know completely shatter them but also at the same time she's old enough to kind of understand the implications of this situation she's back in the system like I I feel like she's old enough to kind of understand at least some of the implications of that like she's not stupid it always makes me feel like my heart is sitting in my stomach a little bit just thinking about it because I mean you would want to believe that she thinks she's going to be okay but like she was already promised when Dell died that like they would be there for her, that they would take care of her. And did they f- live up to that? No. Nope. No. And she deserves to be, like, upset with them. She can feel whatever way she wants oh, to yeah. about that. Because, like, you don't promise a little kid we'll be here for you and then never contact her. Like, never be in contact with her. Because that's just an, a terrible expectation to set. Because she trusted them. She just lost everything and she trusted them. And now that's all gone. Just, ugh makes me feel uneasy just and sad yeah a lot of my notes here are just like these selfish people not checking on her is simply unforgivable simply and she says hi to everyone but violet and i said girl same kind of got her (laughs) when i think it was i think it was violet who said, we all love you here. It might have been Cooper, but I think it was Violet who said, we all love you here. And Betsy says, but you sent me away. I thought it was either, I thought it was Cooper, but I could be wrong. Violet was there, though. She was there. Yeah. She's always at the scene of the crime. She's there. (laughs) And Violet was being so mean to Cooper when they were back in her office. And 
she says, I am selfish and vile. I say, yeah, you are, Violet. Yeah, you are. I was just so happy, like, to only have one line. Glad you're finally self-aware. Yeah, I was so happy to only have one line about her book this episode. Like, I was thrilled. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Finally. The witch is hibernating. Hibernating. Yeah. But for now, at (laughs) least, a brief intermission. Yeah. When the brother says, sometimes I help her listen... So like that episode of Law and Order with this sociopath, psych, psych, sociopath. What's the difference? The little boy who like. Uh, my brain can't think of words right now. <laughs> Bro, it's been a long day already and it's still going. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> well, anyway, it's like, like I knew this kid was bad news. I just knew this kid was no. Good. I had a little side note, like shout out to this child actor because he was incredibly unnerving that I was like whoa yeah just kind of some of the deadpan of his delivery as like a kid actor was so like kind of scary i was like well done high five major props i was wondering where they had that conversation at it's 24 minutes and 59 seconds they're in maybe the faculty lounge in the hospital it's not the family lounge i i couldn't tell yeah it wasn't anywhere that i was familiar with no it looked different yeah if you have any answers, dear listeners, please let me know. Also, the mother, whose name I forget, abandoning Betsy after her son put her in this situation is absolutely not the answer. And after she did all of that to be like, this is your sister, not your foster sister. Like, you call me mommy and daddy. Like, no. Big no. Yeah. I just, in some ways, understand that this other child clearly needs some help because the way that he was behaving was not in that of a healthy, very solid state, very healthy way of dealing with the emotions that he was feeling as a result of his situation. So like I understand in some ways, but in the sense of being like, I just always feel terrible when, this now foster child now has to go back in the system and go through the instability of trying to adjust to a new family. And then it, it just re-ingraining the notion of like the impermanence of it into her head. So like, she's like, people are going to say like, Oh, everything's going to be like, okay, you're going to find your way. So like, uh, like those kinds of things, like the more that she gets bounced around, the less that she's going to believe that. Like, yeah. it's just, I don't know. And it's just so unstable. And so just, ugh, it's such an impossible situation because in terms of solutions, I can't really think of one that is really solid. But I mean, I would go through more probably getting professionals involved. They gave us one. Yeah. I, I mean, know. we had a whole talk the first time she was returned from her aunt and i mean we said all these people are not in a state to take care of her and obviously i knew this is coming so i knew that it was going to be naomi but i do think that that is the best decision for betsy yep when fife and naomi are in the park it really just made my heart grow when he said i can see the advantages of making space in my life for others just shows growth for him and I love that and I know that when he's doing something professional I'm always not on his side but you know you can want someone to be happy personally and not professionally right wow yeah 
Anything else for Betsy? I'm happy that she's going to go live with Naomi. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm good because most of my notes for that were just like sad faces. Yeah. Yeah. That was like. That was a lot of it. Because I was like, oh, it's this episode. I'm sad. Okay. (laughs) Great. Yeah. But then I was like, it's also an Amelia episode. So. And speaking of, on to Amelia. I have three red hearts next to it. I thought that red was the vibe for her. She was wearing red. Green. Exactly. But I. I feel like yeah, the red, the red is the vibe for her. Yeah, I don't really associate her with green. Mostly like blues and etc. Yeah, red, red is the mood. I think when Charlotte is talking about what her mom always said, and she says to Amelia, "You're young, beautiful, and brilliant. There has to be something you can't have." I, I just liked it a lot. Because I feel like, you know, what's the justification for when bad things happen to good people is you're like, well, you know, you're perfect. Something has to blah, blah, blah. And like we know that addiction is a disease. And I just thought that this was a great way of Charlotte being there for Amelia in a way that is meaningful to both of them. Yeah. I My first note for this section was um, big day for Charmelia appreciators like me. <laughs> big day for Charmelia appreciators. Because there's always clips from this episode and, like, Charmelia fan edits. So, very personal to me. Um, as a known Charmelia enjoyer, president of the Charmelia um, fan club. They're so personal to me. Yeah, I am a Charmelia lover for <laughs> my entire life. And I will be. Oh, yeah. I have a note that says, I wish Charlotte would have gone to the meeting with Amelia. And then later, in parentheses, I said, okay, she did offer later. But... I was, yeah. you know, I feel like she should have said it anywhere in the middle of the day, but. Yeah, yeah. but she's always going to offer. She's always going to be there. Like, they care about each other. Oh, my God. I'm going to start spiraling. It's bad. Oh, ah, do, it, do it, do it, do it. No, I just can't think about Charmelia too long. Or I'm going to start crying because I, oh, I love them so much. Just give me like a little <sighs> dip the toe in. I don't know. There's just something about their character dynamics that is so more than just friendship to me. And that's like. You can anybody can think whatever they want. They can think of reaching. They can think literally whatever. But like it's so clear in my head, and I know I see what like I want to see. But there's just something more than just close friends in the way that they care about each other and the way that they connect with one another. That's just makes their relationship dynamic so much more fascinating to me. And just I ugh, like it's just so well acted even in the nonverbal moments in like the way that like they look at each other or anything in any scene that like you can tell like what's going on. Like it's just, I, oh, this is like my big conspiracy theory, but. (laughs) Just to make it abundantly clear for our dear listeners, are you speaking of a romantic relationship, of a familial relationship, of like a deity type situation? Like, can you just verbalize that for our community? I mean, they are a friendship in canon, but they are a, like, relationship in my canon, in my head canon. Okay. Like, and I feel that, I mean, Katie Strickland and Katarina Scarsone uh, would have wanted that to happen. So Yeah. No, they've said they, it. They, like, have literally said it. So yeah. it's not coming from, like, absolutely nowhere, folks. Like, this is something that people want. Give the people what they want. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all I'm saying 
literally with it being announced that Maggie is leaving Grey's Anatomy as well, I was I'm like, like you they, cannot leave her alone. No, they need to bring Kai on as a full time character. And or give her Charlotte or King. Give me Charlotte. Give me Addison. Give me anything. Somebody more regular to give her stability because who does she have? Literally nobody. Her son. Like, yeah. And I said that doesn't count because, like, where's he going to go? Yeah. He's not going anywhere. He's literally, like, a couple years old. Like, she can't vent to him. She needs, like, a support system. She needs a human adult. Like, I can't think about this. Like, no sisters (laughs) moments. I'm, like, deeply, truly in hell. Like, it's bad for me. Do you have theories about, like, what is going to happen with Maggie's character? Do you think they're going to... It's going to be some haphazard exit of, oh, well, our actress wants to leave. We have to come up with something. If it's another letter situation, I will riot. It better not be. It's not going to be because that feels very, like, extra last minute. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like with other exits, we've had a bit more time. I... Since they've been announced to when they happen. I miss the days where, like, we didn't know and a character would just leave and you had to wonder if. Or, like, like there would be, like, an article published, like, after yes, it happened. after. Like, don't make like, me look for Easter eggs. I love looking for those eggs, but, like, don't make me. The beforehand me... of knowing that something's going to be an exit, I feel like, changes our perception of how we, like, watch it because we're going to be hypercritical of it because we're like these are the last moments for this character it better look like this this and this and if you didn't tell us then maybe we would feel a bit better about something not saying that some of these character exits have been good because even if I didn't know they were exits they would still be bad uh but (laughs) (laughs) I will not be naming names I will not be dropping government names uh, I will not be revealing this information, um, but yeah. Well, then let's go back to season four, episode 21. Yeah, crazy. We go on tangents. When Amelia's in surgery and she's doubting herself, it was so unlike her, and it really just made me flash back in my brain to her intro as a character and her being so sure in like late season three of like what's up. How you can tell she's really slipping. Yeah, she's not doing well but then again i've always felt as a character that amelia that a lot of that not that it's a front because she is a very confident person but she definitely plays it up for people as some sort of defense mechanism whether it be being a woman in a male-dominated field whether it be having always been perceived as like this little kid in her family and always being underestimated and things like that so she has to make herself bigger and make herself more to be like seen by people and be seen for being confident and things like that rather than a scared little kid like that she's always seen as like by her family yeah so I've always like not that she isn't a confident person at heart but I would I like to think that as a character not she isn't like that all the time and we know that but it's she definitely plays it up as some sort of way of shielding herself from things. That's how I've always seen her as a character. I don't know why, but no, you're not it's always been that way. You're not wrong. You're the scholar. It's it is that way. I did get a PhD in this, so like you can't really refute it. But I mean, unless you'd like to cite your sources, then <laughs> I'll take. <laughs> 
she calls herself the black sheep of the family in current grays. She's self-aware. In grays, like she knows. She knows. Yep, my beloved. Yeah, in that area of the episode when she has to deliver the news that Betsy's in a coma, you can just like see it in her eyes that like she's kind of losing it. Yeah. That like it's feeling like a repetition of Dell all yeah. over again. Like you can just see it. And she blames herself. Yeah, you can see it in her face and it's oh, it's so sad. Yeah. Like it's not her fault. Like I mean, my philosophy in like those surgery cases is like unless you purposefully like yeah, stabbed someone, like purposefully did something wrong, there's always margin for error or margin for things to just like happen and go wrong. And you it's I mean, it would be hard to not take that to heart. I can imagine. I mean, I don't know what it's like. I'm not a surgeon. But, like I can only imagine that like it would be hard to not take that to heart. But like you can't. I mean, not that it's easy. But, like, I just feel so bad that she feels the need to, like, take that blame because it's not her fault. How would you how would you feel about me hypothesizing that she is taking it to heart not only because she personally knows these two people that she has operated on, but also because she is so early in her career that she has not had enough losses to be able to minimize them? Not that you can minimize – the loss of any human life but like do you see what I'm getting at to like kind of compartmentalize with it I mean yeah we later I mean later in Grace Cannon find out that like she has a really good yeah record better than Derek's and I will always hold that over be like yeah she's the better surgeon oh yeah care literally numbers are proving yeah at that point she hasn't really built up that because she's so she's such a baby in private practice um, but it's like in Gray's canon, like she in the terms of the numbers of her. I don't remember what the exact mortality rate percentage was, but it was quite low. She had much less. Yeah, like much less. So I'm like, yeah, no, that's a really good hypothesis. I don't even know exactly where I was going with that. Um, I just started talking words. Um, but that was a good hypothesis. My last Amelia note is Charlotte going back to hug Amelia. The hug does not come lightly for her. She is not a hugger. We've talked about this. It is, as you would yeah. say, canon. canon. And it's true. She's not a big fan of hugs. Yeah, so for her to come back and hug Amelia without, you know, prompting, let's say, I feel is a big deal. Yeah. In terms of, like, people's, like, gifts or, like, strengths or whatever, physical touch is not Charlotte's. Like, no. that's not how she operates like that's not her thing yeah so the fact that it's is it adding to my head canon it probably is the fact that that's not like a concern anymore of like how that's not her thing I don't know yeah okay adding to my little Charmelia head canon 24 7 okay 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 <laughs> do you have anything else for Amelia before I move on to miscellaneous no but <sighs> I just deep sigh. I love her so much. <laughs> deep and sigh. When she's sad, I'm incredibly sad. So it's rough. Don't worry. You'll be back for some really, really emotional episodes soon. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I, can, I already know. And I'm going to be, <laughs> it's going to be bad for me. Like, it's going to be really bad for me. 
you need to bring on an emotional support stuffed animal emotional support beverage we support you with that oh yeah like it's it's gonna be bad for me Uh, i'm already thinking about it and i'm like no it's okay you'll see it on a schedule be like i don't need to deal with this until 2024 cool yeah right yeah although it will be sooner than that i was like it's definitely sooner than no we have a couple listeners in our dms being like when are you going to finish the series 2037 and I love it. It's like oh, so wow. funny. That's kind of iconic. It's so funny. But also like I edit these all myself and like, you know, this you is You are not... only one person. Yeah. This is not my job. You're so. getting honestly, you're getting there. I am. I am. I was talking to Christina last episode about the season six directorial choices that I'm not excited uh, for. And we'll see. Yeah. Ugh. That episode is freshly out, so it's okay if you have not listened yet. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I'm just thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, man. The tango comes to mind as the most. I can't wait for all that. <laughs> oh, I can't. Uh, yeah. 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 What's your first miscellaneous note? Do I even have any miscellaneous? I made a section for it. Okay, I have one. Um, It was just my little rat brain um, going rat violet. Brain. <laughs> I have a little, little tiny rat brain towards the beginning when they're all in the break room because they're always in the break room. Violet looks like really good. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about Amy. She looked so glam in that scene towards the beginning. And I was like, okay. She did kind of remind me a bit more of her character in this one episode of The Leftovers. Uh, just like visually specifically. I was like, interesting. But I was like, okay, Amy. Love that for you. Yeah. Sam asking if there's word about the medical board from the medical board in that scene you're talking about. Violet got so defensive and I get it. But also that's not at all what he's saying that she can't be there. She's like, I have every right to be here. I haven't heard back yet. I can practice, blah, blah, blah. It's not about her anymore. Like it's not only about her license the entire practice is in it now, and he has every right to ask. He's a co-op. What is that? A board member? An owner? Yeah. What is it? Girl, it's your fault that they're even dragged into this in the first place. Like, I don't think they'd be asking if it didn't also impact them. Yeah. At 11 minutes and three seconds, I just have another uh, issue with the storyboarding. There is no way on this green Earth. I just saw the note. <laughs> that Addison Forbes Montgomery, formerly Shepherd, drinks coffee from a vending machine. There's right. no way. There's zero she way. You would never. I wouldn't even do that. And as you said, I am not Addison. You are not Addison. Very rudely, you pointed out, may I say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm very much I'm I'm very much more of a Maggie. <laughs> I was like I didn't mean to crush your dreams. No, it's okay. And I, I know bad. it. It's aspirational and inspirational. It's aspirational. Yeah, I would but say Addison Forbes Montgomery would not drink coffee out of a vending machine. No, if she has her million dollar skincare routine, I don't. Girlie's getting Postmates. She's getting like dairy substitutes. Yeah. Like you're not getting that in a vending machine. You're not getting oat milk. It's powder in a vending machine. I was offered coffee from a vending machine just last week, and I coiled, recoiled internally, and then said, no, thank you. I'll wait. 
<laughs> the person that offered does not listen to this podcast, so I don't have to feel bad about Now I'm thinking about what Addison's coffee order is. I need to not. <laughs> I'm going to say it's just like a flat white. I feel like it's simple. Or I feel like she's a blonde roast girly if she's going Starbucks for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm a blonde roast girly when I actually get coffee from there because I'm usually getting an iced chai, but mm-hmm. I love iced chai. With oat milk and brown sugar, it's delicious. Try it. Have you um, had the shaken oat milk espresso? It's good. Um, me and espresso don't really agree, but mm. yeah. You're more of like a uh, Addison versus Naomi on, on – um some health issues there yeah me and i don't have like a caffeine thing like caffeine doesn't like make me awake but it like it doesn't have that effect on me but if i have too much of it it does definitely make me anxious like i can feel my heart rate like like when you can feel it in your neck like you're like oh that's whoa yeah, I I try not to do too much with caffeine, but, you know. Yeah. Because it makes me really anxious. Yeah, yeah. Start sweating. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. I avoided caffeine for a really long time because it makes people anxious and, like, that's a fact. But then I had a really great therapist who was like, is it the drinks, like the caffeine or, like, the acidity that is making you feel this way? Or is it you wanting to control it? Whoa. It definitely doesn't height doesn't help how anxious I feel though. Like no. I know I'm an already anxious person. Like that's already like a baseline. I know that. But the heart pounding extra from caffeine, like the physiological response does not help with the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It might elevate it a little. <laughs> My very last note about this penultimate episode of season four is a quote from Addison. And I understand that, like, it's my hormones doing this. She said, somewhere along the way, you let go of my hands. I want my best friend back. And then Naomi takes her hands, and I teared up. It's super corny. I get that. And it is me. Like, it is just me with this issue here. But I felt it, you know? I just felt it. Yeah. I love an emotional moment. Yeah. We always do, clearly, because I'm an Amelia Shepard fanatic. Doctor. I'm not afraid of expressing emotions. Dr. Amelia Francis Shepard. Yeah, what about it? No, you are a doctor of... Oh, I am a doctor. Yes, yes, yes. Because I thought you were talking about her as a doctor. I was like, I'm so sorry I didn't use her full title. Oh, no, 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 no. I just mean that you have the... I was like, she earned that, though. So So did you. I had true. So did you. I wasn't on on an advanced track. It was a very, like, quick process for me. All right, so Sam's style for this week is towards the end of the episode, Violet's sheer silk long sleeve black shirt that has the lace cutouts on the shoulder down the sleeves. It's very 2011. I had a bunch of shirts like this. Everyone I know had shirts like this. And honestly, it's kind of still a cute shirt moment. And she's she's wearing it at Betsy's bedside. And that's just my Sam style. I was really close to giving it to um, Naomi's scrubs at the end because Addison's scrubs are so fitted. And obviously hers and then Naomi is right next to her wearing scrubs like seven sizes too big that are not fitted at all and she just like pulled out of the linen closet that like at the hospital yeah like those weren't like those weren't her scrubs she didn't plan it no which I think makes it even better because she wasn't planning 
to be compassionate to Patty. In yeah, the way no, she wasn't planning to be there, no. Needed. Yeah, so I, I just, yeah, I almost gave it to that, but then I decided I should give it to some street clothes. Can you tell me about our guest star spotlight? Our guest star spotlight for today, her name is Wendy Hoops, and she plays, I just had her name, uh, Gina, the um, foster mother in this episode, um she's pretty fabulous she has some pretty interesting and stellar credits um interstellar? a lot of like one-off episodes sorry do you say interstellar no i said pretty stellar i know but i just really wanted to give a shout out to the on-call room right there oh my god i wasn't even thinking about that lol <laughs> now i i see your train of thought now because i was not i was not there i'm a little bit behind at the moment she has a lot of like one-off moments in different episodes of shows which is always fun including judging amy which it always comes back to amy brenneman i guess it does she's everywhere and i love that for her she's always booked and busy um but some of her more notable things would be she was in like she voiced in 65 episodes of daria which is wow kind of iconic she was in like all the law and orders law and order criminal intent law and order Probably SVU. Yep, she was yep. in SVU within the last couple years. Uh, Blue Bloods. Um, she was in an episode of The Good Wife, which love that. Love that. I love The Good Wife. That's for sure. Shout out to Juliana Margulies. Um, yeah, but she just has a lot of cool credits. Oh, Criminal Minds. You know, because everybody and their mother has also done Criminal Minds alongside SVU, so it makes sense that she would. Uh, being that her last credit for acting was in 2019 though so hopefully she'll be in something again soon but shout out to wendy thank you so much our trivia for this episode this episode scored 7.27 million viewers so we're up a little bit i love to see it this episode's title probably originated from the song god bless the child originally sung by billy holiday who audrey mcdonald who plays naomi bennett went on to play and win a tony for in lady day at emerson's bar and grill on broadway you can also watch it on hbo dear listeners so fun fact good plug thank you thank you very much she's so great like she has a lot of tony awards for a reason yeah i saw that uh that show live i rushed it way back in 2014 i can't believe wow yeah wow all I have to say is wow, because it's Audra. Like, if I saw her in person, I would faint. I have a picture with her, actually, back when I staged Oh, her. I would black out. <laughs> Wendy Hoops, who plays Gina Rakoff, Rakoff, also plays Trisha Shelley in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. This is season five, and she's one of the siblings who came in to get their stomachs removed after they tested positive for the same gene that causes gastric cancer and killed most of their family. Yep. There's a reason why I didn't mention her, mention that credit in the guest star spotlight because I knew it was coming. How kind. Because I had seen a Grey's Anatomy credit and I was like, she's going to talk about that. I sure did. Thank you. We're ready for Margot's mumblings. I know you can't mumble too much without spoiling anything. Yeah, because we're at like a really interesting spot. <laughs> So do you maybe instead of want to mumbling about the future, since this is your last time on season four, how about then your favorite moments? I mean, she's had a really interesting season in some regards because it's her first full 
season on the show, like with the ensemble cast. But I'm glad that she's gotten some outfit love because I always find her private practice fashion is very personal to me. Um, Because it's just so different than how she dresses now. It's like so night and day different from how she dresses now. Because she's grown now. I understand that. But um, also in a completely different climate. So there's that. But I don't, I can't even think of any specifics off the top of my head that like weren't in my episodes. But just keep your eyes out for Amelia because she's here. I was gonna say something that I realized but couldn't say it, so I backed out at the last minute. And what came out was she's hair, so oh, I'm gonna you. roll with it. I got you. Know you. What? I got you. I was really about to say something that I couldn't say in good conscience. She's here. She's queer. Get used to it. I mean, there's that. <laughs> there is that. At this point, not canonically, but well, actually, it should is. have it's, been. It's a deleted scene. It was correct. It was so that scrapped. makes it canon. So yeah, you know, to me. It's canon. To, oh, it's canon to me. Are you kidding me? I'm over here spouting about Charlotte and Amelia. I'm literally <laughs> like, of course, it's canon to me. All right. Ratings and MVPs. Can I hear who your MVP is? Because that might help me. I have, I'm in the same boat as you of not having a particularly clear MVP. Because like everybody, I'm a little bit mad at because they all neglected Betsy. Yeah. So like nobody's like really in the best spot right now i'm thinking maybe either charlotte for her reaching out with amelia and kind of breaking down at least some of her emotional walls because amelia's health and safety is more important or sheldon for being like the only rational person in the patty situation those were my two as well just even just planting that little yeah bit of yeah. Those were my two choices. We can give we can give 50-50. We can give it to Sheldon yeah. and Charlotte. We can split the trophy in half. Yeah, my reason for giving it to Sheldon was actually for being the one to get to the bottom of the Marshall thing, even though it was Pete oh, who instigated it. But I agree with the Patty situation of just putting that earworm in and of it's not the doctor's Being decision like, either. guys, don't forget what this is really about. Yes. Uh. And – my reason for giving it to Charlotte is taking care of Betsy and Amelia because she's the one who gets Betsy admitted and gets her the yeah. you know treatment that she needs. But I also, and I realized I forgot to mention this earlier in the episode, but when Betsy is admitted, Charlotte is wearing this really interesting necklace that has like a bow and then like like a bow as in like a hair bow, not like a bow and arrow. But the bottom is like an arrow from a bow and arrow. This is interesting. It was really uh, confusing to me, but she did have our favorite Lotus Peggy earrings in that I now own. So there's that. All right. My rating is losing your footing in a big wave. You might be struggling for breath, swallowing water, or just frightened out of your mind. Maybe you scraped your knees. It seems like you're not going to be able to overcome it and it's terrifying, but sometimes you're able to get out and get your feet on solid ground again and take a few deep breaths and sometimes you're not. That's good. Made me think of the Patty situation, the Betsy situation, the Amelia of it all, the Naomi and Addison of it all, the Fife of it all. Yeah. How was your rating? That's good. Thank you. I don't really have great like wording for it, 
like I don't have a clever phrase at the moment, but something along the lines of looking out for each other, because I feel like that was a big thing for various people in this episode. Like the other son in the foster situation clearly needed somebody looking out for him so that things may not have escalated to the point they were at. Betsy needed people to look after her and to be there for her, but they weren't. And they promised to be, but they weren't. Charlotte and Amelia looking out for one another. Patty needed someone to look out after her and not go after her and shove their beliefs down her throat. But Uh that didn't happen. Just a lot of people needing to look after one another and to be there for each other. I couldn't think of a snappy phrase and I was kind of kicking myself for it. Well, that just kind of makes me think of like, when you have a big group on the beach and some people want to go in the water, you need somebody to watch the stuff. Okay. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. And you can follow me nowhere. <laughs> If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show, and we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a member of our Patreon community at patreon.com slash podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 4, Episode 22, the season finale with an extremely special guest. All of these are available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. BHAB Podcast will be back in two weeks. TGIT. (sighs) Not the sigh.